you know, the universe rewards you when you're doing the thing, when you're following your heart's desire and your passion, the universe rewards you because you then start to get more of what you desire. So I'm really passionate about working with psychedelics, but I also recognize that they are just one tool in, a, in an incredible toolkit that I have, that other coaches may have. It's not that I think, you know, psychedelics are the one thing that changed me, but they were a catalyst for my courage, for seeing my gifts, um, and for building that sense of self-awareness that allowed me to listen to my internal guidance and my wisdom. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Psychedelic Conversations. We have Nasreen al Mariesh in the house, also goes by the name Naz. Thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, I'm so pleased to be here with you, Susan. I love talking to you, so it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for creating this time to share with us. And, and uh, yeah, let's dive in. So just a, a quick context about your background. Um, I will just say a few things about your bio, but of, of course, as always, your full bio with, uh, will be in the show notes and your links and everything else that um, our listeners may find it interesting to connect with you. So Nasreen is a coach certified by the Psychedelic Coaching Institute, specializing in psychedelic integration, women's empowerment and relationships. She's also the co-founder of Women Are the Medicine, also the director of the uh, Boutique Festival, Wellbeing by the Lakes, which is also happening this September, seven between 7 and 10 September, and which I cannot wait to dive in because I'm really excited about that. We'll talk about that too. For now, Naz, what would you like to share with our audience and maybe like your personal story coming into the space? Yeah, what brings you to this work? Oh, thank you for the opportunity to share it. So. And by the way, I love it when I hear my bio being read out because I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> she sounds amazing. Often we don't recognize how far we've come. And, um, you know, psychedelics for me have been a really big part of my journey that's been unfolding. So um, my story with my relationship with psychedelics and then that that has helped me on a personal level and also given me the passion to work with it and combine it with my coaching is that. I was one of those people for whom on paper, it looked like I had everything, a wonderful partner, a great job, um, a great lifestyle. I live in a really beautiful part of the UK in the South Coast in Dorset. But I would wake up in the morning and I would just feel anxious and as if there was something missing, as if there was a part of me that was just like out of tune, like my life might have been a piece of music, but some somewhere amongst the ensemble there were a couple of uh, instruments that were out of tune and it just means that meant the music that my life was wasn't as pure and as beautiful as I wanted to be I suppose I felt misaligned if you want to use that kind of coachy language um 
So I started to delve into exploring coaching and self-development. And I think I came across an article around um, microdosing. And I happened to, at the same time, uh, meet someone who gave me some LSD, some liquid LSD. And I said to my husband, you know, my boyfriend at the time, my husband, let's try microdosing with this. I knew nothing about it. I was a complete and utter um, uh, virgin when it came to, to, to like psychedelics, even recreationally. And so I started, I didn't know what I was doing. And I just started to microdose with LSD over the space of a summer. And I had no regard for protocol, Susan. I mean, looking at it now, I was, I must, I, I think about myself and I go, oh my goodness, <laughs> you had no clue what you were doing. But the result was quite astounding. And I know not everyone has this experience with psychedelics. They can, it can sort of amplify the anxiety. But for me, what happened was I felt like the, The clouds lifted and I was able to wake up in the morning and see really clearly that actually there were parts of my life that I wasn't happy with. Like actually my job, although it was a great job, it wasn't fully aligned for me. It wasn't really calling on my passions. So um, I decided to take some time off. I did some really fun things. I was a food journalist for uh, six months going on all of these amazing press trips Um, And when I came back, I really decided that I wanted to hunker down and focus on my um, my retreat business, which I had at the time. So I invested in myself uh, for some coaching training. I developed a coaching business. And at this point, I'd kind of parked the psychedelics part of it. So even though it allowed this um, blossoming and this like awakening it wasn't like I then went, oh, my God, I have to share this with everyone. I know it can happen for, for people. But really, I went on this journey of uh, of courage. I have to say, I think it was courage. I think it was, what have I got to lose by following my passions and taking the signs that if I'm really enjoying something and I'm good at it, maybe that's the thing that I'm meant to be doing. So my retreat business really took off. My coaching business, this was just before COVID, exploded uh, online and I started to think, okay, what could I do that's going to help me to help other women who are in a similar position to me? And I went, oh, I remember. God, I microdosed. Let me look into that. And I happened to be on the Third Wave website. They're a brilliant resource for anyone looking uh, at working with psychedelics. And they had this coaching program for um, integration. And it was for existing coaches. And I was like, okay. And it's got a retreat. And so I just I just followed that that instinct, that kind of spark, that intuition that said, this is really going to be really good for you. I went on that. I, I, I underwent that training. That's where I went, met my business partner, Rachel. We've started Women in the Medicine. I now also work with the Third Wave as a facilitator. I work with them on their coaching program. So, you know, the universe rewards you when you're doing the thing, when you're following your heart's desire and your passion, the universe rewards you because you then start to get more of what you desire, okay? Um, So I'm really passionate about working with psychedelics, but I also recognize that they are just one tool in in an incredible toolkit that I have, that other coaches may have. It's not that I think, you know, psychedelics are the one thing that changed me, but they were a catalyst for my courage, for seeing my gifts, 
Um, and for building that sense of self-awareness that allowed me to listen to my internal guidance and my wisdom. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, this is great for um, you know our listeners to again and again hear people coming to the medicine work um, through this approach of um, struggling with alignment, like you said, struggling being in being present to their lives and having these challenges. Which uh, also there are stigma, you know, there is a stigma around that kind of that kind of um, approach because. Um, most people say, you know, um, what's wrong with you? You know, what's wrong with you? Your life is looking great, perfect. Um, yeah. Everything seems like working for you. Like, what what else do you want? You know? Yeah, it's, so, it's really hard. It's I know. Really- mm-hmm. I think it's, especially in the self-development spaces, a lot of people feel like they are pressured or stigmatized around wanting to seek out for more and wanting to um, dig deeper in, like, what is my purpose mission and and what is the meaning of my life what can I do to actually make it a fulfilling one right so um, I'm glad you said about um, the medicine is a catalyst it's not the thing Uh, this is kind of the message that I'm hoping to relay to our listeners over and over again with speaking to all of these facilitators um, people in the front lines of the psychedelic renaissance and just kind of uh having these deeper conversations that are humbling and actually very 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 grounded in these are not the thing but these are really great tools for uh catalyzing like you said your courage uh, stepping outside of your comfort zone um i often say that that uh if used in the right context with the right facilitator container guidance however you want to call that it can uh, really help people get over their resistance that's yeah. kind of like my angle because um I think a lot of us come from backgrounds that don't really uh have space for uh stepping out of the the norm mm. or because you know like it goes back to our tribal wiring of like you can't leave the pack because everybody looks the same dresses the same nine to five job <clears throat> this norm that we've all been indoctrinated into I think it doesn't there's not much space for people to step out and do something meaningful and it's unique to them so that's why a lot of you know you know I always talk about things like um you can be doing everything um under the moon like all the tools and the coach you know coaching workshops retreats books but if you haven't really broken out of that that trap and the template it's very difficult and there I want to tie in with that's where the psychedelic medicines come in and help us crack out of that trap or the template what do you think of that what are your thoughts oh so 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 true and actually I want to add an extra layer of complexity for the women listening because we have even more internal resistance you know we are Yes, we're human beings, but as women, we've also been conditioned by a system, a patriarchal system that doesn't support us um, to to live a fully expressed life. We're told that we can have everything. You can have the family, the career, the lifestyle, the body. And so this puts this incredible amount of pressure on us. And we feel, A, if we don't have all of our shit together and life isn't amazing, that somehow we're failing, right? Right. Or we feel so guilty when we try and put ourselves first. So there's a lot of layers of internal resistance. And um, both Rachel and myself are 
you know, specialist women's coaches. And this is what we see time and time again, is that even though women may connect to their desires and their purpose, may, I still think there's that, you know, we need some help in, in allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission to even dream, even though they may have an inkling of what it is they want to create in this world and the impact they want to have. We play small as women because we think maybe we're not good enough. Maybe we don't deserve it. I'm going to have to sacrifice something. I'm going to have to sacrifice being a good mom if I want to follow my desires. So it's just entangled with self-worth, external worth, guilt, and so much uh, conditioning, subconscious conditioning. So yes, when it comes to working with psychedelics, either um, microdosing or macrodosing, we really like to encourage women to do this kind of work in a container with other women because something happens when you get women together who are all like-minded, who all understand that we may have different lives, but we have very similar struggles. And when you're up against that internal resistance, but you're in a group of 10 other women and you've got nine of them going, I hear you. I know exactly where you are. You get to do this. You get to put you first. It's okay. It's like we still need a little bit of that um, community support to take those first few steps until we really step into our sovereignty. And then when we have that sovereignty as a woman, oh, my God, we can then like help everyone else. But from a really empowered place, not from a um, serving everyone before you serve yourself. It's it's the other way around. So I'm really passionate about helping women to understand that the resistance that they feel and the reason that the transformation that they want isn't sticking isn't their fault. They've been programmed. They've been wired differently. Um, So as we know, psychedelics can help us to to rewire that. If, like you say, it's intentional, it's in the right container for you, you're held in in a correct way uh, and you create the space for it. Right. And, uh, and adding a, which my favorite is to, adding um you know conversations that are can be fairly confrontational i find those help as well in terms of uh kind of like having that countering effect of the rescue culture you know like the love and light rescue culture i know i just can't hold myself to touch on that because this is like the prevalent thing uh, that happens in the self-help spaces i'm sure you see that all the time so i think bringing more and more attention of like um the real lasting change comes from actually facing some of those things that are uncomfortable. It's not going to be just love and light and let's rescue each other, right? So uh, that's why I find value in containers. Just like you said, uh, there is a power in coming together in that way. The other thing that I was going to um, share with you and also see what your thoughts are. I think also uh, recently it came to my awareness and attention that there has been uh, retreats are being formed specifically just for women. I know that this happened or been happening for a long time uh, in the self-health in- industry and coaching. It is very common to be uh, specifically uh, coaching for women and men and all these kind of things. But I am discovering that there are retreats are really passionate about uh, separating the women and the men retreats, even with ayahuasca and um stronger medicines and uh, I was really intrigued why um, they may want to seek out the separate containers and that's why I wanted to bring it to our attention maybe ask um, your field experience in this 
from what I see, one of the biggest struggles that um, women containers is this deep sort of tribal wiring of like competitiveness and untrusting. And uh, I mean, there, there, there's many, the, the list goes on, but one of the highlights of, of uh, the strongest resistance that I see is the untrusting. You know, women don't seem to trust one another. And there's this competitiveness, there is this also scarcity and lack and uh, all these kind of things are massively playing out in a really interesting way that sometimes it's hard to call it out, right? So tell me about your experience being a coach and a co-founder for um, women-only work. I'm so glad you mentioned this because it's one of the things that we really want to strongly foster in our communities is that we don't need to compete with one another that sort of feeling of competition like if she's got what I want I there's not enough for me it's very um masculine patriarchal it doesn't do us any favors and actually it it encourages that feeling of lack of self-worth I'm not good enough as I am and I'm not unique enough. I'm not special enough. And I see it. We, I do see it, like you've mentioned, in the, the healing spaces, in the self-development world. Um, our philosophy around these women-only containers is, A, you know, Rachel and I are, uh, I don't want to say middle-aged, but we're Gen Xers. So we're of a certain, we have a certain life experience. And I think what that means is, and we're also very regulated in terms of our own nervous systems, when we create these spaces and these containers for women, it's, I think you've mentioned this, it's safe for them to be brave in, it's safe for them to be vulnerable in and say, I'm feeling, I'm feeling not good enough and actually speaking it out and having the opportunity to recognize every single woman in the circle is good enough in her own right and special and yet we're all the same it's this that beautiful dichotomy that you have with with psychedelics we're not separate and yet we are you know we're 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 what is it we're not um we're separate but we're not um disconnected from one another right it's like there's this unity so our philosophy is when you work with women in this really intentional way with psychedelics that help to foster courage and that feeling of authenticity. I know there's some research that's been um, shared lately that talks about how psychedelics and psilocybin specifically can help that feeling of authenticity, which is you basically aligning to who you are. When you are fully like happy with who you are in the sense that you know who you are, there is no competition because it's effortless to be you. Um, I think when we're trying so hard to be somewhere else, someone else, that's where the insecurity comes in. So our idea is, is that if we can help women to empower themselves, to know themselves, then what happens is we eradicate that sense of competition and we allow for collaboration and co-elevation. So whilst it may start with that individual transformation, it very, very quickly um, becomes something much greater than ourselves. And I think that's actually what women are really great at doing is creating community. So I think we just, we're just out of practice. We're yeah. out of practice from gathering. I love that. 
I love that. Yes, out of practice. We've been long distance distant by this um, uh, ancient practice of gathering. I mean, the interesting thing is women are also really, really open and willing for quick gatherings, the the kinship and the they they are they have the skill just because I don't know maybe because biological makeup allows or you know kind of fosters that kind of uh, openness and connection quicker and uh, there's this uh, once we get things in alignment I know that so many beautiful things can unfold from there on but of course always um, one of the things that obviously I see in my facilitation is a lot of people come to medicine wanting to you know quickly fix the thing they are challenging with challenged with and then move on to the thing over there and you know grab that thing that you know reach and get there quickly it's almost like there is an end goal to why even coming to the psychedelic medicine but but then you know bringing and shedding light into but maybe we need to do some basement decluttering first like let's uh, that's kind of my <laughs> concept uh, that came through you know doing all this le- you know shedding the layers and coming into the authenticity and breaking out of your conditioning um it just feels like basement decluttering so there is this whole process of doing that and then stepping into the this beautiful coloration right so uh, i'm sure you guys see the same absolutely i think I think with any retreat, whether it's a, you know, a non-psychedelic retreat or a medicine retreat, um, you know, people think that they're going to go on retreat, they're going to connect to the deepest part of themselves, and they're going to return home and they're going to be completely transformed and changed. And actually what happens is you can connect to the deepest parts of yourselves, but you have this realization, this knowing that if you want to return to that place, that place of home within you is that we have to start changing now. So it's like after the retreat is when the work starts. And I think this is, you know, Rachel and I, we're not facilitators. We have facilitated, we we do um, small group ceremonies, but we work with incredible medicine women whose skill is really to hold that space. What we're specialists in is that integration. Our emphasis is very much on there's a, you know, there's a preparation phase for the for an experience. There is the peak experience, the journey itself, whether that's a four day or a week's container. And then usually what happens and what we see um, in other, you know, with other experiences is that they have a couple of calls and then that's it. They kind of leave, everyone's left to the, their own devices. For us, that is the most important piece. We have this long tail of, um, integration support that is and our special speciality is around the coaching and that simple small minor but embodied transformations that mean after six months you continue to have that connection that you fostered with yourself on the medicine retreat and it hasn't just fallen through your fingers like sand right because that's what happens if you try and if you if you don't do any integration you just like you're back at square one again yeah. And how do you achieve that with someone, just, a, you know, metaphorically speaking, giving an example of an individual who has so much um, at stake if mm. they change? Yeah. Well, right. That's this part of really, it. Yeah. Right? Working with that. Um, and it's often why people don't want to change full stop is that actually they want the result that change is going to bring. They want the end result, but they're not prepared to do that bit in the middle because that might mean 
letting go of parts of themselves. So you really do need, you need some support and guidance. And this is why, again, it's so helpful to have community because the minute you know you are not alone in this and that you are with another nine or 10 other brave souls all doing similar work, you're galvanized by that. So we shouldn't be trying to do everything individually. Like we're, we're I think we're wounded in community and we're, we need to heal in community. It's like, it's, we keep trying to se- separate ourselves and do individual work. And actually it's, yeah. it's so much more effective in community. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, I always say that we, the, the trauma is a relational uh, you know, response, and then you you must you're gonna need to go into a relationship with other bodies. You know, it has to come from a relational container. So, I love that. So, um, yes. So, a, a quick a window opening uh, to um, those individuals who have been dabbling in in medicines. You know, there is a growing uh, type of people that are continually exploring different medicines quite frequently actually on different different levels uh we have a term for that like a psychedelic shopper we call them psychedelic shopper right um again coming from that consumerism mindset but also like as a human being i understand why like i understand because you know as we touched on there is a lot at stake if they change you know there's a risk of losing home losing relationship losing kids losing finances losing businesses like there's a lot at stake you know and I feel like one of my biggest concerns and the passion in the space is like how do we talk enough about this container and the integration with other people and the importance and the value of that like we need to I feel like we need to completely like on this like a broken record yeah. continually repeating ourselves to say, look, it is not going to come from doing this alone because we also know that psychedelic medicines can lend themselves to amplifying the thing that you don't want, right? Those tendencies, the anxiety, the stress, the depression, even if there is a underlying hidden mental health disorder, guess what? It's going to be amplified. So you need accountability. You need other you know, containers with other people in relation so that they can point out things because we're so deceived inherently that it's so difficult. So please share your thoughts on that because something that I, like I said, like a broken record, I keep repeating myself, but this is the message that we need to get it out there um, for those people who call to the medicines, right? Yes. The medicines, they may be magic. They may be mystical, beautiful, profound, unexplainable, ineffable uh, things that we just have no words to describe, but they are not a magic pill. And unfortunately, we've been sold, even now there's all this hype around psychedelics. The psychedelic renaissance is so, like, it's being over-egged, right? The, the importance and the importance of integration and actually picking the right medicine and working with the right people and making sure the container is right for you and absolutely just um just making sure that you are giving yourself the space and the time for this transmission that you know what is involved I think you know Rachel and I sometimes pop into integration circles that are offered by various organizations and it's very clear to us that there are people 
um, who are potentially being cavalier in their attitude towards working with psychedelics, who haven't done enough research, who think that because maybe they have some recreational experience of psychedelics, that it's just going to be a fun journey. Um, and off they go to Peru and they go and do ayahuasca and they come back and they are blown wide open and they have no support and they don't know how to handle all these things that they're feeling. I mean, these are complex medicines that, you know, you wouldn't go into a pharmacy and just start helping yourself to all of the pharmaceuticals, right? It's the same thing. You've got to know, you've got to go to a guide and really be intentional about why you're working with this substance. Have you created the space? Have you got the framework? Um, I'm very, very cautious about working with people. I, I like to, to make sure that they're a good fit for us. And Rachel's exactly the same. Um, and usually the best quality is that they listen. They listen to the advice that you have to give them around just slowing everything down and really understanding that the psychedelic element is just 20%, right? It's that one slice. Um, but it has the potential, right, to blossom. We um, we use the analogy of, you know, growing a garden and planting the seeds. And because we're in this society where we, we want everything so quickly, it's that instant gratification. It's like the equivalent of planting a seed and then watering it once or twice and expecting to get this incredible plant and to be able to pick fruits off it the following week. We need a long-term attitude. And that's why this podcast is so um, important. There are other resources that people really need to be able to uh, filter through and tr have trusted resources in this field because there are lots of people who, quite frankly, they may know how to hold a medicine ceremony, but I don't think they know enough about integration. So they're creating these openings for people and they're not holding them. And that is a real shame. I love that. And thank you for being really honest, really honest, because um, uh, this is what's what's really going to help us um, move through and come to some kind of a coherent um, frameworks in the future as we are experiencing psychedelic renaissance. And I was just going to talk to you about what are your thoughts on the, the current wave of the psychedelic renaissance and what you shared already talks to this and also professional um, question like a professional question meaning of you know based on your experience how do you deal with people who come into it with this extreme big expectation um as a you know one-time fix you know like a quick fix transformation overnight yeah and I see a type of expectation because it, it's really really out there it's like doesn't matter how much we say that you you know the, the gardening the garden analogy is incredible if you just hear it in a sense that it will land in your in your system you will understand what we're talking about but unfortunately it doesn't land and there are lots of people that um i am always working with and always this is like the biggest thing obstacle in the way so how do you and Rachel deal with that disappointment when they realize, oh, no, it needs commitment, devotion, consistency, and some serious work? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so our theory is that even though it does require work and intention and it isn't a quick fix, it can still be fun. 
right? Even in the dark moments of um, a psychedelic journey, you can emerge feeling lighter, having insights. The integration process can be really positive and creative. So there's this there's this fine line between, um, you know, there's a lot of hype around psychedelics and there's a lot of seriousness. And actually, Rachel and I think that whilst we want to hold that with reverence, there's also a place for fun and playfulness. And I think when people start to connect to that as part of the process of transformation, the disappointment tends to be subsumed quite quickly by this idea of I'm connecting to my sense of aliveness. I get to play. Um, we also, you know, we're also very clear in our messaging and we we host um, Q&As for all of our microdosing programs and our retreats that we hold. And all the way through our um, communication with potential um, re- uh, customers, I don't want to call them customers, clients, <laughs> We are ta- we're talking about this fact. So we're kind of we're layering it on rather than uh, encouraging people to come in with some big glossy marketing. This is the transformation of your dreams. You know, I think there's a couple of places in Costa Rica that have some very bold claims about what can happen. Um, and dare I say it, we're not averse to putting a little bit of caution into people with some experience, sharing some experiences, uh, personal experiences of dark um psychedelic journeys and just helping people to make a very measured choice about this and really really feel informed and I think that's all you can do um someone who is completely committed to off they go they they just want to do that is not gonna it's not gonna be the right kind of fit for us but we can feel like we're gonna serve them by by sharing with them what what our approach is yeah I love that transparency and directness and also being really honest with the process so um, highlighting what you said, you can still bring in the playfulness, the creativity in it, uh, so it doesn't feel so mucky, messy, and dark and depressed. I love that. Yeah, I think connecting uh, to that thing, whatever it means for them. But obviously, the other thing would be uh, having the container. That's the container's uh, job to serve those people continually feeling disappointed it's not happening how long how long how long when do I feel it so I think yeah community connection holding in container is definitely there like a, it's like a, the, the scaffolding right scaffolding to carry them forward and like you said unfortunately sometimes you just cannot do anything other than being super transparent uh, because we do also have uh, some individuals that um they just want to label it as, uh, oh, it's not what it is. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I think we're going to we're gonna experience that backlash against yeah. us because we've had so many bold claims. But that's where, you know, that's why our mission is to just keep doing what we're doing, keep sharing the resources, keep sharing our approach, making sure that people understand neuroplasticity. It's neither good nor bad. The, the microdosing is amazing, but you have to have intention. Otherwise, it's a completely wasted opportunity. So, those messages are in everything that we are producing right now. And um, hopefully people will start to understand that there's more to um, working with psychedelics than simply popping the, popping the mushrooms or whatever it might be that they're taking. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. This is very powerful. And I can't wait to have you back soon with Rachel together. Um, I know I'll be speaking to Rachel as well. You guys like a dynamite in this space of like really bringing the authentic 
information and education. So I really, really uh, appreciate you both. Thank you for that. Um, let's talk about your uh, Wellbeing by the Lakes Festival uh, upcoming in September. And I feel so honored to be with you guys on a panel as well. So I really appreciate that invitation. And I can't wait to um, see what will unfold and what we can share together, you know, consciously just, again, staying on that path of like the transparent, uh, clear communication and information. So talk to us about the well-being by the lakes. Yeah, I'd love to. So I feel really lucky, actually, that not only am I in this field, but that I have a an event that has a stage that has a platform where I can reach people to whom they may not have heard this approach before. So I know um, I'm really grateful to you for coming along as well. I just think it's going to be awesome. So the festival itself is a really boutique which means small and intimate um, I think we get a thousand people a day uh, well-being festival it's a day festival and it takes place at a sculpture park in Dorset so it's actually a passion project between myself and Simon Gudgeon who's the artist that owns the sculpture park so him and his wife have created this incredible tranquil space there are lakes there's a river he's built this incredible stage and every September for four days, he allows me to come in and be part of his team. And we create with a, um, a really talented group of people, we create this well-being festival that is really an opportunity to raise awareness of um, some of the issues, some of the modalities that we know that people are interested in hearing about. So, you know, trauma is a really big big topic that keeps that tends to pop up every year. And psychedelics was one of the most um attended talks last year so the thought of not having it this year was just like no we've got to we've got to do another panel on psychedelics so um you know by chance I happen to meet you and just be connected in this way and really respect the work that you are doing so you know I know that you and Rachel are going to be talking about psychedelics um and somatics for healing and for personal growth and that is going to be um on the Saturday so let me give you the dates of the festival. That'll probably be helpful. It's called Wellbeing by the Lakes. The dates are the 7th to the 10th of September, 2023. The tickets are from £25 to £45, depending on which day you come. And there's a whole lineup of incredible talks. Um, we have Geelong Tubton, who wrote The Monk's Guide to Happiness coming. We have Melissa Hemsley, who's coming, and she's talking about food. And of course, we have you and Rachel talking about psychedelics on the Saturday afternoon. So yeah, it's just, it's a very special event with a lot of love that's been put into it. So I'm so happy that I get to share it with you and your listeners on this podcast. We would love, love, love to have people join us. I'm so thrilled. I can't tell you. And this is the kind of fest I've never been to a festival in the UK, interestingly, because I live under a rock, right? So uh, even though I'm in the psychedelic space, people think like, how is that possible? um but i it's just the way i do i i'm not really out there you know attending festivals but your festival or, or your organization and the message that you want to bring it's just so in alignment with what everything i love and i'm so thrilled beyond so great that you share the details we'll have it in the show notes for our listeners if they want to join us if you're if you're in the uk if not you can fly in if it's not too much of a hassle um i think it's going to be amazing especially dorset is one of those 
areas. It's a gem in the UK, right? It's going to be a beautiful location. It's a really beautiful, beautiful rural location. And the thing about Dorset is, you know, we have beautiful beaches. We're quite, um, we're quite a sleepy little county. And part of my mission was to whatever corners of influence I have in my life, I really want to spread the word of psychedelics. I really want to spread the word of the things that have helped me in my life. And that's psychedelics, that's gathering, that's women, that is looking after your health and your well-being. And I just want to say it is a festival, but it is not like other festivals. We are not... um, like our target audience tends to be the slightly older crowd, 40 plus. Everyone is super chilled. It is not about um, going there and listening to bands and, and getting intoxicated. It very much is about going there and just soaking up the vibe and allowing yourself to, to be called cool to do whatever modality or practice intrigues you, right? This is like about opening your eyes and that's you know, part of this mission that we're on with psychedelics is to help open people's eyes to the possibilities of working with them for personal growth. You know, you don't have to have a mental health issue in order to benefit from working with psychedelics. Yes, absolutely. Uh, That's wonderful. Okay, so Nas, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing everything. And as we're coming to end of our conversation, Please tell us where can our listeners find you and your your work with Rachel, some of the things, projects, upcoming uh, offerings. Please do share and where they can find you. But um, like I said, we'll have it in the show notes too. But just to hear it from you. Yeah, so our website is womenarethemedicine.co. And our upcoming offerings, we have an incredible um, in-person retreat, a legal retreat happening in the Netherlands in October. So there's information about that coming out very soon. And people can follow us on Instagram at Women Are The Medicine. And of course, in the show notes, we're going to have the link to the festival and we'll probably put my personal link as well. But we're very open to people just contacting us through our DMs or through the contact page. If people have got questions, um, we can always refer them to uh, a Q&A that we might be doing if they want to come and talk to us. If they might want to book a call very, very open to people reaching out to us. And we'd love to hear from your listeners if they've enjoyed today's conversation. And thank you. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And it's been so beautiful to connect with you and Rachel. Uh, I'm always seeking out other, you know, facilitators, uh, individuals that lead the change and transformation in the psychedelic renaissance that we are experiencing and it's just always so amazing to connect and talk and also um yeah just have these conversations um and just you know bring the transparent information so thank you Nas for your time and uh look forward to having you back again because what one of the things that I love doing is having returning guests just because it's just um it's just one of those things that we want to build relationship and continue having that collaboration conversations and just yeah keeping the conversation going uh we might even do a episode with uh, rachel and you after the festival just kind of have a sharing the overview and the summary and yeah all the little golden nuggets so yeah looking forward thank you thank you so much i'm really grateful thank you thank you everybody for joining in hope you guys enjoyed this conversation please do get in touch with myself or naz and don't be shy you can comment 
you can send an email, you can contact and share if you feel like sharing in the comments. And I'll see you guys on the next one. And looking forward to maybe meeting you in person in September at the Wellbeing by the Lakes. See you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Psychedelic Conversations podcast is designed to educate, inform and expand awareness. For more information, please head over to psychedelicconversations.com. You can also share with your friends or leave a review so that we can reach more people. You can also join us in our private Facebook group to keep the conversation going. This show is for information purposes only and it is not intended to provide mental health or medical advice. Thanks for listening.